episode 166 for June 5th, 2020 of the Anarchist News Podcast, a digest on anarchist activity, ideas, and conversations from the previous week on anarchistnews.org. We hope it's useful to and fun for anarchists and the anarcho-curious. Give us feedback and constructive criticism by email at podcast at anarchistnews.org. For more information and usually some good... Su- Blah. For more information and usually some good commentary, see you at your favorite non-sectarian anarchist site with commentary anarchistnews.org. What's new this week? June 11, 2020 statement from Eric King from june11.noblogs.org. A message of repression and hope from Eric, who talks about how he's been mistreated and how he's been resisting. Quote, one thing I couldn't have done this without has been the outpouring of support. Fiscal support to my canteen and legal fundraiser, keep it coming please, The uptick in letters, those who sent magazines, books, and articles after we won those fights. People new and long-lasting have shown up when needed most. We cannot fight on the inside without you on the outside. We are fighting cases, fighting injustice, fighting the same battles happening in the streets, inside, in close quarters, unquote. He also requests that people show up to his trial on August 10th. Eric King no longer able to receive mail. From supporteriking.org. A sad, one hopes, temporary follow-up. FCI Inglewood Warden is refusing to let Eric get general mail. Eric can now only get non-case-related mail from his mom and his partner. This is to last for the next six months, when it will be reevaluated. He can still get softcover books and magazines, though the prison is heavily censoring these as well. Stop living? Rather die! From Act for Freedom Now. Out of France, a first-person account of sabotage and the ponderings thereof. Quote, As I advance, I keep thinking. As in any crisis, be it produced by power or inflicted and managed as best it can, the situation creates an unheard of context, a support to the construction of the missing links in the mechanism of progress. Thousands of scientists, doctors, and bioengineers have come to offer us, for our sake, recipes of miraculous bombs of 21st century quacks. More than selling us whatever medicine, they are selling us reasons to continue to go forward, ways of living, in its response to the wrath of the gods, Science has offered itself full of promises, bringing innovative solutions to the problems caused by progress. The health system also operates a selection of acceptable and unacceptable ways of dying. Unlike most biological risks, nuclear and industrial risks organized and constituted by human activity produce death and suffering every year in quite remarkable quantities. Where is the benevolent and protective state when it comes to protecting its citizens from the technocrats of nuclear power? Unquote. Thoughtful and philosophical communiques. Yum, yum. Justice for George Floyd and Justice for All from Void Network. So this statement of international solidarity is perfectly solid on the face of it, but that doesn't give me anything to sink my teeth into, so here are the two things that I considered while reading this submission. First, it raises the specter for me of the spectacularization of the oppression of black people, especially in the U.S., though maybe it seems that way to me because I live here. It also exemplifies, there are countless examples of course, the polarization of racism into black versus white, which ignores or rejects deeply important points about racism, oppression, ethnicity, etc. But these are the things I think about anyway, so maybe it has nothing to do with this story. Quote, In the United States, the story is age-old and known. Strange fruits once hanging in the trees, segregated in the South, marginalized in urban ghettos, turned into an underclass, and left to kill each other or drug themselves to death but also black bodies reverberating with dignity, bodies that have never stopped resisting, mobilizing, fighting, screaming out loud that their lives matter, bodies that have refused to be objects of law and have become subjects of justice, unquote. 
The Battle for the Third Precinct, a personal account from Anon, a story of someone's participation in a riot with turns of phrase that range from picturesque to trite to, let's say, disconcerting. Quote, as the flames from a two-story building about a block away touched the heavens as it reached its apex, the third precinct became a pinata. Its fences were torn down as the structure was smashed porous, and the front portion was set ablaze as 20-foot flames signaled flawless victory. At this point, the rioters entered... At this point, the rioters entered into what I can only describe as an ecstatic frenzy as the multi-decade blight was deleted and with it the pain its facade represented. As thousands sat and watched this bitch burn, I couldn't help but think about the generations of people tormented, tortured, and or murdered by the subhumans who walked the halls of this precinct, unquote. It's great that someone wrote and posted their experience. Thanks. Also, pigs are awesome animals, not cops. Clichés are not a writer's friends, and no period in titles, people. Government buildings stormed and riots spread in solidarity with uprising from It's Going Down. Exactly what one would expect from It's Going Down. Riot porn that emphasizes the participation of other people. Mildly triumphalist, vaguely Marxist terminology used to celebrate an insurrectionary-sounding agenda. Quote, this victory over the police by thousands of people taking sustained action daily in the face of massive police violence, mainly young Zoomers and Millennials, represents a historical moment, and historical moment, as expressed in hours of interviews conducted by Unicorn Riot on the ground in the midst of the uprising. The revolt is not coming from the activist left, nor from progressives or liberals, but instead from the local base of proletarian youth in Minneapolis. While the uprising has had a very multiracial character, Across the board, there is an understanding that the entire anti-black system of racialized capitalism must be destroyed, unquote. Incoherency growing daily. Retaking our black path from anarchia.info by Gustavo Rodriguez. Wow, nice. Second article in two weeks that I'm almost wholehearted about. Lovely and scathing use of metaphors to illustrate some sloppy thinking amongst a lot of, you know, anarchists. Targeting some of my favorite, you know, anarchists. Quote, Many anarchists maintain the whopper that anarchy is intrinsically on the left, and even some more populist place it below and to the left, echoing the neo-Zapatismo from Chiapas, identifying it as the critical current of socialism. In this way, they claim consanguinity and allege that we are part of a big family. These comrades, intoxicated with social democratic propaganda, recognize the left as their habitat and lineage, giving anarchism the role of younger brother, rude, disobedient, and impulsive, who, despite his bad behavior, mommy left is always willing to embrace on her lap for the common good of the family, unquote. His attacks on eco-anarchists are jarring, but then I saw who he was talking about and can only suggest that he reads or listen a bit more widely, as should we all, probably. June 11, 2020 statement from Sean Swain from june11.noblogs.org. Sean continues to be an inspiration, exhibiting more fearlessness from inside prison than most do outside of it. This piece is a transcript of a phone call he makes from inside prison. Quote, In 2015, for instance, I advocated the creation of an online database where home addresses of Ohio prison employees can be posted, blastblog.noblogs.org. I proposed that rebels could then torch the cars and burn down the houses of prison fascists participating in the state's domestic torture program. By the way, my exposure of that torture program is soon to be published as Opposing Torture. Pick up a copy wherever good books are stolen. To my knowledge, Blast Blog is still online, gas is still cheap, matches are still free. 
so feel free to have some good, clean, family fun administering rude justice as you see fit. In 2018, according to my lengthy FBI file, I wrote another troublesome June 11th statement where I described in detail how rebels could effectively use drones to deliver guns into the prison population. Not exactly a novel idea, airlifting arms to oppress people struggling to be free, but whatever. Ohio officials who ran the torture program designated me as a terrorist." Unquote. Sean's sense of humor is also absolutely amazing, even more startling for someone who has been inside for as long as he has. Fire set outside White House as uprising against racist police murders continues. From AMW English, bombastic, that word sounds like it should be more positive than it is, rhetoric about the Trump family's visit to the bunker, lol. What will it take to stop the police from killing? From Crime Think. Revolution! When do we want it? Now! Go team, go! Rah, rah, rah! Another 101 article explaining how things are bad and could be better, and we can do it if we all work together. Must. Go. Back. To. Uh. Against the Terror of Anti-Terror, from Bandolin Itim by Malaganu. Bandolin Itim, quote, aims to be a banner that rallies together anarchists and libertarians in the archipelago known as the Philippines, unquote. This story reports an, on increasing repression in the Philippines through, among other things, an anti-terror bill similar to the U.S. response to the 9-11 events. This is an aggressively big umbrella article mentioning anarchists only twice and including many non-anarchist but so-called insurgent groups like Muslim fundamentalist separatists, etc. Could be worth reading for the many mainstream media links if you want to know what they have to say or not. Piles of bricks and other things that are beside the point from the tower. Your basic piece that has to be re-explained every time protests or riots flare up again. About how not to turn on each other over property destruction, etc. Sometimes the argument is over what defines violence. This piece, in 11 points, claims violence is at least sometimes effective and appropriate. Quote, point 11. Fighting for change is messy, complicated, contradictory, and yes, sometimes violent. This is true throughout the history of social movements and remains true today. Violence can be empowering, it can engender change, and sometimes people have no other choice. Sometimes the world needs to burn so that something new can be built in its place, and it is so important to respect the autonomy of black people resisting. Struggle takes all kinds, looks many different ways, and entails a huge diversity of activities. Right now, instead of speculating or spreading rumors, we should be focusing on how we can engage with, take risks for, and support what is happening in real, material ways and not just on social media, which causes much more harm than good." Unquote. La Peste issue, Distinctively Dionysian, has resumed mailing from Distinctively Dionysian. A brief note letting us know that they're back. Quote, Bonsoir, Nietzschean birds. Distinctively Dionysian has resumed mailing as our U.S. friends at the Post have returned from their COVID-19 quarantine slash shutdown. We will begin mailing the spring 2020 issues next week. Current subscribers will also receive the last two journals missed due to travels and the pandemic. Unquote. Very nice. Destroy passionately from Distinctively Dionysian. And to prove that they're back, they offer us this lovely piece from the past. Now is a great time to remember that no matter how much chaos the world seems full of, these times, or at least times sufficiently similar to these, have happened before with both their dangers and their opportunities. Learning from the past just enough to get the best out of it, that's what I say. This article by the funny and biting individualist Zodiaxa features bombs, failed attempts, dogs, arson, and more. Quote, they talk of anarchy. The dailies are roused. Comrades are interviewed, and Claire, among other things, says that there is a split among the anarchists. 
It's on the matter of theft that opinions are divided. Some, it is said, want to build it into a principle. Others irrevocably condemn it. Well then, it would be impossible for us to take a stand on such a terrain. This theft might seem good to us and deserving of approval. That we might find that one violently repugnant. There is no absolute. If events now lead us to specify a particular way of understanding and being, every day in the lively articles of our expressive collaborators, our desire has been clearly stated, neither in a party nor a group, unquote. I say, unless it's fun. Looting, fires and gunfire against police in the United States from AMW English. Yet another survey article on the protests that happened around the US, this one a bit more systematic and complete than ones from earlier. And this one is less we will overcome-ish, ending as it does with photos of good citizens cleaning up graffiti from store windows. In case we needed reminding that so many people just want to go back to the way it was. Face palm. Peeved anarchists accuse Trump of scapegoating from the Washington Times by Valerie Richardson. Quote, in a Monday press release from Agency and Anarchist Public Relations Project, spokesman Scott Crow, who does not use capital letters in his name, said anarchists are not the architects or primary actors, framing the unrest as a popular uprising driven by an unjust system and police terror. Blaming anarchists and Antifa with absolutely no evidence is a way to make what's happening seem fringe and marginal when these are a popular uprising, said Mr. Crow. This is a time of mass outrage at an unjust system, unquote. You go, Scott Crow. You don't need those capital letters. Counterinsurgency, dousing the flames of Minneapolis, from War Mag by Peter Gelderloos. With well-known anarchist authors, there is usually a tension between applying their analysis to current events in a thoughtful way and simply repeating the same point over and over. Thankfully, Gelderloos does mostly the former. Quote, as I documented in The Failure of Nonviolence, signaling protesters as infiltrators, even when it is done by pacifists, exposes them to violence. It is a signal to the crowd that the person singled out is a threat and also an unreasonable force. They are not who they say they are. Rioters can in fact be both reasonable and polite. It is not at all uncommon in the midst of a riot, bonfires blazing, to hear people say things like, don't set that one on fire, it's a cheap model, that's not a rich person's car. Or, hey, let's grab those fire extinguishers, there are apartments above this bank office and we don't want the fires getting too big, unquote. Of course, more often than not, such conversations happen non-verbally, but commonly part of the beauty of the riot is that strangers take care of one another." Unquote. Audio and video. Fierce riot at the U.S. Embassy for George Floyd from Anon. If the Void Network article wasn't enough, here is some riot porn of Greeks living up to their rep. Only 27 seconds long, though. Are anarchists causing the chaos? An hour from Fifth Estate Live. This is the second episode of the David Rovick's UGH hosted weekly live stream with guest, quote, autistic anarchist and educator and anarchist Black Cross Federation member of Orange County, California, unquote, Clayton Pike. A pretty surface level discussion of current events ensues with the exception of two interesting concepts put forth by Pike. The first is the idea of, quote, spaces of encounter, unquote, which is basically trying to answer the question of how anarchists are actually able to share their ideas in physical space an issue that has obviously become thornier in the pandemic. Second is the idea of aesthetics and how they work to frame ideas. In most anarchist media, the aesthetics of punk still seem to reign supreme. How does this limit us? How do we go further? AU Radio Bad News, episode 34, an hour and 20 minutes from AU Radio Berlin. This is the usual bad radio roundup of international anarchist actions, though this time only from the European continent. 
Among the most interesting stories for me was the discussion by two anarchists in Rojava concerning coronavirus. The points that stood out were, one, living in a war zone means that coronavirus is merely one additional daily way to die, and two, that the concept of home reinforced by self-isolation is one not shared universally and is also harmful. Even before the current rebellions taking place in the US, thinking about what anarchists are willing to risk in order to continue living with anarchist ideas was an interesting one, and even more so now. Chile, Dirty Lepra, Trap, Anarchism, and Revolution, 30 minutes from Our Radio Berlin. This is an interview with Chilean trap artist Dirty Lepra, quote, about why make music for dancing with social critique and revolutionary lyrics, his life experience through music, anarchism, and the popular uprising, unquote. The question of aesthetics and the value of radical cultural work was brought up earlier in the Fifth Estate live stream, and is definitely a theme in this interview as well. It remains supremely unclear to me whether things like anarchist music or art, more generally, are truly as important as they're made out to be, but they certainly have some kind of effect worth investigating. Topic of the week, life's a riot. Anarchists have been given a lot of flattering, if largely undue credit this week, for the riots kicking off across the U.S., in the wake of the killing of George Floyd. Aside from reprising our role as the phantom outside agitator, and while I can't assure you of how many of us were doing things like stealing police horses, stealing cars from dealerships, attacking police precincts, and looting big box stores, I'm willing to bet there are more than a few. This topic of the week is about riots. Riots have been a time-honored tradition for anarchists, and I'm curious what their significance is to you. This week, we found ourselves in the heat of things, though with hints of being overtaken by the trauma of state violence, good Samaritans cleaning up, quote-unquote, their community the morning after, in years of legal support spoil things. Before the morning comes, I want to hear what riot means to you. Carnivalesque events where the normal rules are suspended? giving space to new possibility and forms of life, and where new affinities are formed among the ashes of so many targets? Something to be avoided except if the O's who claim to be directly affected by whatever issue the preceding and tedious protests started? Flashy events often fetishized but best avoided except by those who want to be low-hanging fruit for police action. A chance for you to help out with medical or legal support skills honed through years of experience? A little of everything? Something else? In addition, I'd like to see the best riot porn you've found from the past week. Hmm, riots. Hello, Anarchy Land. Ariel here with Claire. Hello, Claire. Hello, Ariel. Uh, Riots are, well, yes, aren't they the topic? We are at present under a soundtrack of helicopters as they fly overhead as a march just passed went past the property about a block away. It's very bourgeois decadent of you to be sitting here in your recording shed (laughs) while the movement passes you by. (laughs) I think the movement long passed me by (laughs) as well it should. Um, This topic of the week is interesting. This topic of the week is full of tortured writing, (laughs) which is always... (laughs) uh, yeah. Uh, 
rioting. Am I going? Are you going? Do you want to go first? Okay. Go I want to ask you okay. what the best riot porn you saw this week was. Um, I think it was last week. The guy who took the video of when he was stealing the horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stole police horse. Fuck, Fuck it. it. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was definitely pretty great. It's hard not to love the picture of the woman walking out of the cheesecake factory carrying <laughs> the whole cheesecake. And the reporting. <laughs> and the reporting that went with it. Um, we see these people have cheesecakes. It's hard to tell where they're from. <laughs> uh, it, 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 that that uh, spawned one of the best conversations I've had about whether or not cheesecake <laughs> is an appropriate riot accessory. Right. Um, what do you do with the cheesecake? Do you carry the cheesecake? Do you find an ally to carry the cheesecake? How do you look for a cooler? Yeah. Are you trying to eat it on the fly? Does it then become a projectile? Which my argument was just to waste a good cheesecake, no matter how good the target. No, but it's never that good. Right, because the target's it's never satisfying. You want it to be another I mean, cheesecake, cheesecake on the ground <laughs> and not in your belly. So um, that was good. It was very hard not to be excited by people driving cars through the windows and showrooms. That was my showrooms. favorite. That was my very favorite. That was definitely, I mean, it felt like the most ambitious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the video of the headquarters for the Daughters of the American Re- Revolution, like fully engulfed in flames burning to the ground. Right, right. That was pretty inspiring. Uh, yeah. Uh, lots of good stuff, for sure. Um, it's hard not to feel like this would be more fun if I were 25. Yeah. <laughs> would it have been, though? Would it have been more fun if you were 25? Sure. I mean, well, I'd be in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm older now. And my body is not as not in the great place place that it was when i was 25 Mm and i mean to put it bluntly i can't really run sure and so wading into the middle of a riot feels unwise i heard there were some sit-ins though (laughs) there was i heard i heard there was a sit-in oh god what a candlelight vigils would have made 15 year old me so proud what's i i wanted i here's what i was thinking in between Mm -hmm. us mentioning this briefly earlier and recording this now I'm wondering what your best argument against these riots for the past couple of weeks would be. If you were to make an argument against the riots, what would the best argument be? Oh, God. I know, right? Um, so a couple things would have to happen. I would have to accept the premise that these demonstrations no it is true that the width and the breadth of these demonstrations are bringing people out into the streets to demonstrate mm-hmm. in a in a you know permitted march fine by daylight way people who typically don't or never have before that is true right you would have to extend that out and i would have to accept the premise Okay, that's like at least two helicopters, right? I don't know if you if it's, you are can loud. hear this. Um, I kind of left the door open for the atmosphere to see what would happen. Um, I'm probably going to get yelled at by our, by our sound editor. <laughs> Thank you, sound editor. Um, I would have to accept the premise that there is power in that that these demo- that that more demonstrators and more middle class white Americans 
being affected by the horrors of police brutality is going to bring the kind of change that will then have a lasting effect in the communities of people of color and poor people. Okay. And so if you accept these things as true, mm-hmm. if you if you follow it like a straight line from the beginning to that midpoint, yes. then one then makes the argument that the, the rioting, the property destruction, the violence... Brings it brings a different element and is a distraction. Sure. From these things that will bring change. Sure. And so if you want real change, that is not productive. Sure. Which I think is many people's position kind of as a baseline. I think that's like I yeah, understand why you're yeah. protesting, but when you break windows, you're just causing trouble. Right. Exactly. Um it seems like the crux of at least a handful, maybe several yeah. of the several of the arguments even listed in the topic of the week. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I mean, I can't stand by that. Is there one that I can... I can't think of one. I can think of one that I actually buy that I can make. Same. Um, And so, mostly I just... You know, I'm just at a point in my life where I mostly just don't talk to people who I don't want to have these conversations with. I thought I was too, and then I found myself in a conversation that I hadn't, hadn't planned to be having with a liberal friend uh, about the outrage she was feeling about small businesses being broken into and perhaps not even looted, but just maybe incidentally having their windows broken during the the hubbub in Oakland and how appalled she was feeling. And it took me aback. I wasn't immediately exactly sure how to respond when, because I was surprised to be having this conversation. Um, but man, the white liberal outrage is heady. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, I'm not sure there's more to say to that. No, I'm not sure that there is more to say to that. Okay, so if we engage with the question, uh, what do riots mean to you? So we'll start with that. Without, thank you for the, the numerous options that you gave us in the question, my my dear question cultivator. Covered a lot of the bases. Uh, yeah. Um. So I guess for me, it's about, I mean, there's there's a very clear difference in what a right means to me in reality in terms of, I don't know, I suppose I think of a riot in a, uh, in a fantastical nature. So there's the real, there's the riot reality and the riot fantasy. Yeah. So, so the riot, the riot fantasy, well, really is what's happening around this and more of this everywhere all the time. And they take down the multiple gates in front of the White House and manage not to get dropped by snipers in between, you know, across the open field. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, more burning, more angry. And, That's the you fantasy. know, That's the fantasy and, the, and honestly, like, you know, it's not just that, but I'm an absurdist, right? Like, I want to see angry suburban white women burning down Lululemon. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like every yogurt stand. That's true. Should we songs. Every. Right. Um, you know, but tearing down the Volvo dealership. Like this is, this is what, <laughs> this is, I was, a jeune fille has her day. <laughs> I was really open. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> when Trump, when Trump won, I was here in Berkeley mm-hmm. and I was, Part of me kept joking, but 
part of me was very serious and I was like, so do you think this is going to be the bring the Berkeley white liberals into the streets and their newspaper boxes, breaking windows? Because that would be kind of awesome. No, they all shuttered in their houses and cried and drank wine. But anyway. So there's the there's the riot fantasy and the Mm -hmm. riot reality. And what is the riot reality, do you think? Um, the riot reality is that I think a lot more people of color are going to be killed and it's going to be able to be buried under the noise. Do you think, here's a question, a week, just about a week, maybe nine days after these riots began, I wonder if there's still riots because what I'm, what I'm witnessing is a lot of people standing in protest, screaming in unison, this is not a riot. Sure. Which I think is part of the riot reality, and that's why I bring it up. And I think that that is part of the Mm -hmm. riot reality, and there seems to be, I mean, but on some level, is this the success of curfews? Why why is that? Why do you think that? Well, because I think that for semantic and aesthetic reasons, we can make, we can draw a line between a demonstration and a riot, not because that really matters to me. Okay. Um. And so the burning buildings down, stealing 70 cars from Auto Marlboro. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, way to go. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, looting the Cheesecake Factory, breaking every window in a mall. Mm-hmm. That's not the stuff that happens in the suburban marches at noon on Saturday. Sure. Right. That's the stuff that happens at whatever evening at midnight. Uh and so it does seem like there's less of that now that we're at this point 10 days in at this point i think so um so uh i think that the truth of the riot is the riot is unsustainable uh because as much as most are balking at trump's law and order position this is still a law and order nation do you think do you think law and order is the reason the riot is unsustainable I think it is one of the reasons. Sure. I'm not sure sure it's the only reason. Oh, no, it's absolutely not the only reason. No, I don't think that at all. Mm -hmm. But I think that it is one of the reasons. Okay. Um, And so it feels like it's waning. It definitely is. Yeah. And that's sad. Fantastical bummer. It is a fantastical bummer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but I like the idea of carnivalesque events. Where the normal orders are suspended, giving space to new possibility and forms of life where new affinities are formed among the ashes of so many targets. Uh, and I feel like people had, I have come across people in my life who this was their experience. This was where they met some of the best friends that they've had during demonstrations and riots. You cause chaos together. You get in trouble together. Mm-hmm. You get out mm-hmm. of it together. Yeah, absolutely. New friendships are formed. New bonds are formed. And 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 they last for a little while. And I think that that's amazing and awesome and really powerful. And um, great, great projects can come out mostly, of those moments. Mostly a little while and sometimes a long while. And mm-hmm. it occurs to me that one of the things that I was so curious about in the beginning of the, oh, are we finally closing the door <laughs> for the helicopters? More wind than helicopters. <laughs> one of the things that I, that I was, that I was struck by um, in the advent of, of COVID-19 was the sense that, the normal rules were suspended. And it's it's curious because I've not experienced a series or a rash of riots on top of a pandemic. 
the rules being suspended on top of the rules being suspended, which is all very exciting to me. I love when the rules are suspended. <laughs> but I think I think the excitement for me is, you know, I don't know. I'm also not 25. It's true. Well, I mean, I don't know. I We have spent some time, you know, a room full of people, everybody looking at their own Twitter feeds Depressing. or Facebook oh, feeds. But no, because each of us are bringing a different element of the, to the com. Oh, did you hear this? Oh, did you hear this? Oh, did you hear this? Mm-hmm. Because what's in your feed is different from what's in Kay's feed, from different from what's in, you know, what's in his feed. And, and we're all right. And that's new. One of the things. That fr- <laughs> well, yeah, it is new for sure. I, I, <laughs> it's cringeworthy. But in some in some respects, but it's also interesting. It's also exciting. And one of the things that a friend of mine was pointing out was that he was watching videos of of protesters and rioters sort of trampling over each other, kind of vying for the best camera angle, which is something that he wasn't familiar with. And, oh. I, and I reflected, oh, my God, that's that's new. that's a little oh. new to me as well. Even um, even in some of the, some of the more in, intense or dramatic situations I found myself in, I can't I can't say that I've looked around and found many people, you know, successfully and um, without pushback holding up cameras or phones at crowds. Which is but not a set people didn't really, it was hard. You had to be careful if you brought a camera thing, to a riot back the thing in the day. Where, yeah, the thing that happened, you know, um, after Oscar Grant was murdered in Oak, and he, uh, the riots that followed Oscar Grant's murdered in wit, murder in which protesters would and rioters would snatch the ipads from people who were live streaming that doesn't seem to be the case anymore this is yeah i hadn't thought about that media response that is true Mm -hmm. um people are literally filming themselves committing felonies and being (laughs) loosey-goosey about whether or not their mask is which is uh you know exciting In one respect. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Horrible. Also that. In another Yeah, respect. totally. Totally. I mean, we watched a video of people destroying them all and nobody in the video had a mask on. No, and it seems like they've come to some trouble from it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think that trouble is just the beginning of the trouble that's going to come. So. Well, my hope is that the overwhelm rent a lot of that trouble from coming, but hard to say. I don't think that's true. I think it's, that. It's wishful. I think things are going to change and I, I I think things are going to calm down. I think things are going to settle. And then I think law and order is going to turn its eye to lots of time with every piece of video they can get from social media and facial recognition soft, software and start going after people. How do you think that the tumult of the pandemic affects that? Maybe that's not a maybe that's a, not a real question. I want I I have to wonder for myself if the tumult of the pandemic will affect that. Delay timelines make things a little bit. I think less because of just the availability of manpower, mm-hmm. it means it's going to take longer. But I think in the end, it isn't actually going to matter. Well, maybe there will be cascading catastrophes. One in between here and then. One can only hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Thanks for listening, Anarchy Land. I hope you all are enjoying your riot. Be (laughs) smart. Be safe. Stay angry. Take care of yourselves. Until next time.
This week's podcast was sound edited by Greg. The What's New is written and read by Trislin Greg. No editorial this week. And we thank Ariel and her friend for their help with the topic of the week, riots. To learn more, anarchist and anti-political books, pamphlets, and other material are available at littleblackcart.com. For news by and or about anarchists and up-to-the-minute commentary, see you at anarchistnews.org and are the anarchist IRC chatroom linked on a news. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>